What up, young world? What is up, young world? Uh, welcome to the Save All Legendary Podcast, episode number 18 on that ass. All right. What the hell happened this week? <laughs> what the hell happened this week? Can somebody help me out? What the hell happened this week? All right. Not a whole lot to talk about. Not a whole lot of different topics, but I got, I got, I got, I got some, I got some shit. All right. So I want to start off with the verses. Um, Bone Thugs and Harmony, uh, Three Six Mafia. Mm. Oh, that's not bad at all. That's not bad at all. All right, so two legendary um, rap rap groups. Um, if y'all saw my previous episode with Sloan Bone of the Mo Thugs imprint, um, he's part of that whole conglomerate. Uh, I forgot what number of episode that was. Shout out to my man Sloan Bone. But I met Busy Bone some years ago in Detroit. He's... Busy Bone, in my opinion, has always been the most talented in the group. But he's not just the most talented in the group. Busy Bone is one of the most talented recording artists in hip-hop ever, in my opinion. Um, everybody always looks forward to Busy Bone's verse on whatever record he on with whoever. Um, I, I happen to have his... Uh, his solo album, which is a great album called uh, Heaven's Heaven's Door. No, I don't think that's it. But Busy Bones solo project. The whole album, crazy. Whole thing. Um, And you know, there's been a rivalry, kind of like a beef between 3-6 Mafia and Bone Thugs and Harmony uh, prior to this. And uh, for those who didn't see the verses, uh, get, get out from under your rock and uh, pay attention to hip hop. Uh, hip hop lives matter. <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. No, but so apparently Busy Bone, for the people that didn't see it, was doing his verse. And now 3-6 Mafia and Bone Thugs Harmony on the same stage, opposite sides of the stage. And they kind of divided by like some caution tape or something. I don't know. Uh, to me, it looked like a setup. But anyways, uh, Busy Bone's doing his verse, and he says he stops and says, "Hold up, hold up." Or or he's or or Bone is doing a song. I don't know if Busy was doing his verse, but Bone was doing a song. However that went. Then Busy Bone grabs the mic and says, "Hold up, stop everything. Wait a damn minute. Damn fuck shit. Wait a minute. No." And he says, it's part of my French, I don't, I don't like to cuss a lot. But he looked over and pointed at them and said, you ugly motherfuckers ain't going to be mocking me while I'm doing my raps on some for real shit. Man, Juicy J from 3-6 Mafia yells back at him on the mic. Suck my D. Which prompts Busy Bone to throw a water bottle at him. And once that happened, you know, both sides, you know, get into a, 
get into a thing. Busy Bone leaves the stage, goes back in the back, doesn't come out for, for a while. He comes back out, and a little bit later, he grabs the mic and apologizes to all the fans. Says, I, I'm not trying to, to mess this up or fuck this up. And um, he's sorry and he wanted to keep the show rolling. Afterwards, he said uh, that 3-6 Mafia was a class act for welcome, welcoming him back to the stage. And, then, and now, I don't want to paint the picture where they was like, yay, Busy's back. No, that's not how. But they didn't cause no, they didn't add more fuel to the fire and they allowed Bone to continue on with their performance. So shout out to Busy Bone for manning up, apologizing, and uh, allowing the show to go on. Now, with that being said, I do think Juicy J, and uh, I, I, I have been previously in contact with Juicy J manager uh, about something else, but I think, and he might be watching this, but I think that Juicy J definitely needs to apologize too. Because... There are things in the male community, especially the black male community, that can 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 be said without ultimate disrespect. Suck my D to another man is not one of those things. Like, what would any man do? Rapper or not? Like that, that phrase sucked my deed and got people killed, unfortunately. And it is unfortunately. So I think Juicy J, if Busy Bone is man enough to apologize for that melee uh, in front of the eyes of the whole world, I think Juicy J uh, should be mature enough to, to issue an apology as well because he added fuel to the fire and he didn't have to. See, we all got choices. <laughs> And obviously he didn't, and he didn't get drugged because of it. Now, and that's that's part of the course of this of of the 2021 going to 2022 society. That's part of the course. What I mean by that is, we have turned into an effing society where if you get punched in the stomach, and because you got punched in the stomach, you slap somebody in the face. And that person starts crying or something. Do you know you're the bad guy? No one, no one cares about the punch in the stomach. Nobody's seen it. They don't care. You just go around slapping people. You're a menace to society. That's the culture we live in. No one takes responsibility. For let me let me tell you something. It always takes two. Do you understand? In a good relationship, in a bad relationship, and I'm not talking about a man and woman. I'm talking about with a with a with a with a fur baby in their parent, with a child in their parent, with a coworker in their boss or their supervisor, with a man and his wife, with a wife and her husband, with your girlfriend, with your boyfriend, with your neighbor, with your postman. That's all types of levels of relationship. And let me tell you something: it always takes two. The moment you don't have to apologize for your role in an argument or 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 a disagreement, the moment you don't have to uh, apologize for your role 
is the same moment that you had that conversation only by yourself. Think about that. No matter how minute or how large scale your role is, you still had a role. And without you being there and being involved, that argument wouldn't have happened. Most people just don't sit there and argue with themselves or fight themselves. So that's why I say Juicy J needs to fucking apologize. He don't get off. Tell me suck my dick. If he tell me that, we fighting too. That's any man. I don't, I don't even understand. Pardon my language. So that happened. Uh, shout out to, Once again, shout out to Busy Bone and Bone Thugs. Shout out to Sloan. Shout out to Juicy J and uh, DJ Paul and uh, Gangsta Boo and all the, all the features. That was really one of the highlights of the verses. Everybody had all of these features. I think Three Six Mafia had Lil Flip came out, Lil Wayne came out. Um, who else came out? On Bone Thug side, they had Lil Easy E come out. They had Chameleon there come out. Uh, they had the chick that sing. It's the darkest dragon's It's the darkest dragon's Oh, oh. Most of that was on key. <laughs> Whatever, y'all go, y'all go ahead and hate on my singing. I don't care, fuck, I don't care. So it was a great versus. It was a great versus. Swiss Beast had some things to say. He was mad that people was he didn't name no names, but artists was going on stage drunk and late and charging versus ten times what they normally charge. Because uh, these artists get paid to do that versus shit. So, you know, that part. Um, shout out to Versus. I still think Usher and Justin Timberlake would break the internet. And I seen, I seen, that was my idea. So when that happens, y'all please tell the world Savon on Savon's Legendary Podcast said it first. I've been said that. I've been posted that before I even started my podcast on my Instagram. Okay? Okay? Justin Timberlake, Usher, I got my money on JT. I don't give a damn what y'all talking about. Y'all haven't seen Justin Timberlake's Super Bowl halftime show by himself. Usher can't sing like Justin Timberlake at all. I'm I, I, JD, I'm sorry. Okay? JPAT management, I'm sorry. I got my money on JT. And I, and I had to think about it. It wasn't like I just jumped out the window. I had to think about it. Uh, I seen a new, uh, somebody said they posting Beyonce versus Mariah Carey. <laughs> Sidebar, is Mariah Carey white or black? That was rhetorical. Okay, so <laughs> watch this, watch this, watch this. Mariah, first of all, I don't like Mariah Carey. I don't like her. Nick Cannon. You my man, a hundred grizzand. How about this? I'm not, that's not true. I'm not going to say I don't like Mariah Carey. I'm going to, because I don't know Mariah Carey. I will say I don't care for her music. She's ultra talented, obviously. I don't give a fuck for her music. I don't. I don't. But that's not why I think that Beyonce will wash her. I think Beyonce will wash her because Beyonce... I think, I think she has a better team of writers, to be honest. 
I don't think she can necessarily sing better than well at this stage Beyonce could will blow Mariah Carey out of the water vocally but that's because Mariah been singing in effing falsetto and all them high notes for 30 years her vocal cords are over I'm sorry she she gonna have somebody help her with song like Whitney did I don't know what to tell you I think Beyonce would wash Mariah Carey what y'all think comment below Mariah Carey Y'all got two things in common, though. Mariah Carey versus Beyonce, who y'all got? Justin Timberlake, Usher, who y'all got? I'm sorry. Beyonce is one of the only female artists with any kind of longevity that dudes go buy that record. I'm just telling you. She can go all over the place. Ballads, club, ratchet, uh, mid-tempo, gangster type stuff, dance type stuff, EDM type, type stuff. She said, tonight I'm gonna strip for you. Oh, 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 oh. Something like that. That one might have been off. But don't drag me for that. It's okay. It's okay. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, so... That's the verses I think that we should investigate. Versus, what's up, man? Get that JT, uh, Usher, uh, Mariah Carey, uh, Beyonce. The, the Beehive going to destroy. I don't know. Who, who does Mariah Carey got? Who's her, who's her crew? I know uh, Beyonce got the Beehive. Who Mariah Carey got? The, uh, the Butterflies? That would be a good one, wouldn't it? Don't steal my shit. I just made that up off the Tizop. About to get a cramp in my eyebrows. All right. Next up. You know what? Oh, jeez, Lord, the females gonna love this one. Tristan Thompson, NBA player, retiring soon. Uh, just got word he is a father to a high-profile fitness model. Uh, apparently, he don't want nothing to do with this baby. Uh, this chick was a jump off, the way he's kind of painting the picture, and he offered her seventy-five racks. To some people say abort it. Some people say kind of like sign off. Like I ain't got nothing to do with this. You can't come after me for no more money. He in in this in this text or this email that he sent her that got leaked. It got leaked. Uh, he says, "Yo, I'm about to retire next year, uh, and you gon' you ain't gonna get nothing but a couple hundred dollars because I'm gonna be unemployed." And you'd be better off taking the 75 racks. So this is not a money come up for you. Stop playing with me. Now, listen. Uh, as the survivor of child support, <laughs> you got surviving R. Kelly, surviving FOC, nigga, friend of the court. That's what you need to be. We need to do a documentary about that shit. That is a fact. Lord. <sighs> uh, as a survivor of child support, uh, Tristan, this message is for you, homeboy. I don't know what the hell them Kardashians did to you and your brain, but half of it is missing if you're thinking that shit. Do you understand people know you have income? You don't have to be employed. You just have to have uh, taxable income. So if you have any investments, you're an NBA player, you're not going to be able to survive without taxable income or some kind of income. They're going to track it down. 
listen, the people that found Bin Laden, that was friend of the court. Friend of the court found Bin Laden. It wasn't the military. It was Bin. It was it was friend of the court. They will find. They will find your money, Tristan. And you belittling this woman in public. Hell have no fury like a woman scorned. Man, listen to me, Tristan, young man, young man. Seventy-five racks. She. You, the world knows you made millions, my G. Tristan, you bugging, bugging. You think any female in her right mind is going to take $75,000? She can't buy a crib with that. If you were smart, you would have took her to the side, not emailed her a damn thing. Cash in hand, 1.5. Here you go. It's hard to turn down 1.5, not knowing what you might get in the future. It could be a lot less than that. It probably won't be a lot more, but it could be a lot less. 75 racks? Tristan, you not. Where Chloe at? Chloe loaned this man some money so we can get this girl off his back. And now look, it's too late. The girl said, nope. Straight, damn your 75. Suing, I see you in court, my G. That's what she said. I see you in court. Now, she didn't have the baby. A couple days ago, she didn't have the baby. Tristan talking all this shit. Now, he, now I see that he's trying to do a gag order to make it so she can't speak about that situation in public and, nor, and nor, neither can he, right? So, uh, you should do it off the top. <laughs> so you knew it was like a legal thing. You should have... Even if it wasn't illegal, like you should do it off top. Tristan, young man, you got so much to learn. But I tell you what, you got a lot to learn. Uh, you gonna learn today, and if not today, you got another about eighteen years to get the lesson. <laughs> God, fuck, fuck, fuck. Oh, she finesse. She set for life. Fitness instructor. Man, she set. I don't give a damn what Tristan talking about. He unemployed. Do you think you're not, Tristan, you're not uh, uh, ex-Walmart uh, 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 shelf stacker, my nigga? You are in, you're still playing. You didn't played for 15 years or, or something. You didn't made millions. You can't say I'm unemployed now. <laughs> and you're still playing. She had the baby. You're still playing. You might play tonight. I might, I might see you tonight. Jesus, Tristan, you. Whew. Now watch this, y'all. Watch what happened. He talking all of this, and he real brolic, right? He real tough. You wait till they get to court. Brand new baby. She ain't even. She filed it. She ain't even had a baby yet when she filed the shit. Oh, she finesse. Ladies, ladies. Let me tell y'all something. I want to tell you a little quick story. First of all, men, listen, ladies are super, super devious, right? Sneaky. And they will hit you where it mother effing hurt. I remember years ago, I was one of the managers at a Foot Locker. <clears throat> We had this 
this this this this little little cute thing. She was so cute, had a bunch of energy. She was a little little joint, dark skinned girl. She was she was beautiful, and but she had a little ratchet in her. That's what made her fun, right? Man, listen, she was dating this 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 kind of like dope dealer guy, right? They, they was both super young. We was I mean I was younger, but they was really young. And uh, I remember she telling me a story because she came in late, and I'm like, why are you late? She was like, man, listen, let me tell you what happened. So basically, and they lived together. They was way too young to do that, but they lived together. So long story short, the dude ain't come home one night, right? Dude ain't come home. And she was like, uh, so next, she was like, well, where was you at when he finally came? Where, where the hell was you at, nigga? You know, so I ain't hear from you. I tried to call you. And it was you. Oh, I, uh, oh, oh, I, uh, uh, I think I, because you know, because what, what had happened, because me and, you know me and you know Cedric and uh, you know them niggas. They, shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> niggas, yeah. Shoot, so that, that's why. That motherfucker ain't say nothing. <laughs> he just said a whole lot of nothing. So this is what she told me she did. She waited about a week. Week and a half, maybe. She said she called that dude up and was like, yo, we got to talk. He like, shit, what, you, what we got to talk about? And she like, I missed my period. I did a pregnancy test. I'm pregnant. And she, he was like, stop playing. She's like, I'm not playing. I'm pregnant. I ain't been with nobody but you. You know that. I'm pregnant. He said, how much? She said, for what? Now, she told me she knew what for, was like what he was talking about. But she just wanted to see. He said, you know for what? We can't have no baby. How much? She said 600. He got her 600. This was on a Thursday. The next, that, that, that Saturday. The day after. She took her and the girl shopping with the money. Never told the nigga. I said, oh, you scandalous. She was like, no, he don't want to come home. I want to go shopping. <laughs> Never, it, it, he never knew. He never knew. Played him. <sighs> Ladies, would y'all stop doing dudes like this, man? I, listen, I can't even. Dudes be doing some dumb shit, though. Like, I can't even. I, I want to defend us. I can't even defend us. We be doing some dumb shit. But we don't do 18 years uh, worth of damage. Lord have mercy, ladies. And y'all be finessing. Y'all love to get with a superstar, a celebrity, somebody known with a couple of dollars. And y'all stop dudes. Stop banging these chicks raw. And watch this. Use your own condom. I know chicks that'll poke holes in a joint. You in the dark. Y'all both drunk. She pull out her. She didn't pre. She didn't pre. Poke the hole in, in the condom. And like, here, I got one here. Now you feeling like you safe. Oh, she came prepared. I like this girl. Yeah. Yeah, she prepared all right. <laughs> Believe that. Your own condoms, always wear one. Stop raw dogging these hoes, man. Stop raw dogging these women. Especially if you got something going for yourself. You ain't got to be famous. But if they know you got a pension, you got a retirement, you stable, you making six figures. You got a 
you got a cool whip. You know what I'm saying? You got a couple of rental properties. They know they look at all that, man. They don't want to work. Little do they know being a parent is more work than if you got your own money. Little do they know. I'm talking about these women ain't, ain't got no kids. They think that a man is a is part of their financial plan. And that's a fact. A lot of women think that a man is part of their financial retirement or their plan. Oh, yeah. Oh, they be the baddest. Oh, they be the most curvy, beautiful smile. Shh. They'll spend $700 on their smile that week. Dress, red bottoms, nails, toes, hair. They'll spend a rack. Just to just to just to see you, cause they know when you see her, shh, oh you gonna want her wherever, backstage on the bus, hotel, uh, private jet, vacation. They know they that bad. Half of it is a setup. Believe me, believe that. And when they get you, and when a woman have your baby. You ain't got to be married. That's 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 just a double up for them. That's just a double up. If they have your baby, it is a rapping ton. A rapping ton. And if you married and they leave and y'all got kids, just look at Dr. Dre wife, ex-wife. What's she getting? Uh 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 two million a month? At that two million a month, what does she do? Run the country once a month? What is you get? What do you need two million dollars a month? A month, do you help with your city's electric bill? Your cities be two million a month. What do you need that for? That's ridiculous. Right, listen, man, all right. All right, I get it. Two million dollars, okay. And you gotta pay it. They get a divorce. They've been married 20-something years. Oh my gosh. Do y'all got any friends that would do something like uh, my, my youngster did at Foot Locker? Do y'all <laughs> got any homegirls that would do something like, have y'all done that? Oh man. My my fellas out here, if you married with kids, shout out to my man Jeremiah, beautiful family. We go back many years. Hey, to my fellas that's married out here, it is cheaper to keep up. It is cheaper to keep up. Oh man, please shout out to shout out to my guy brother Plez out there in Detroit. Beautiful family. It's cheaper to keep up, baby. Cheaper to keep up. I ain't getting married. <coughs> I ain't getting married. I can't never say never. I can't never say never. I can't say never. I probably never. Can I say probably? Is that a probably never? <laughs> but you know what? I have this conversation all the time with people about, you know, marriage and whatever. I, 
I don't necessarily believe in marriage, okay? I do necessarily believe in a life partner. I don't believe in just being out here in the streets running around, okay? I don't do that. I'm too old for that. I don't do that, okay? Um, I do believe in a life partner, someone you can grow with, share memories with, all of those type of things. I just think it is more... I just think it is more than one way to grow old and create memories with someone. There's more than one way to do that. Marriage is, to me, marriage is like the military. Marriage is like college, okay? It's just not for everybody. But United States beat that into our heads like that is what you're supposed to do. There might be more efficient ways for what you want to do. College might not be for you. It might be, shit, Man, listen, taking trade classes and getting certifications. I know so many people making so much more money. than people with master's degrees, and that is an entire fact. So I ain't trying to preach. It's just there's more than one way to, you know, create memories and have a great time and be safe and have fun and be with family. It's just more than one way to do it. Don't let nobody put y'all in no box. You know, don't don't. And if a woman is forcing you to get married, she's she don't care about you. Unless that's what unless you verbalize, that's what you want. And that's part of your goals and dreams. She don't and she pressuring she pressuring you. She don't care about you. She care about herself, seeing herself in that dress, having her day, which sidebar. Uh. Another reason I couldn't get married because I tell her, look, uh, this ain't just your day. Know that. I hate, I hate when I, the girl, this is your day. Da, ba, 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 and he just a sidekick. Man, I'm not like that. If, <laughs> it's, people watching this, y'all know me. I am not like that. It is not your day, love. It is not your day. It is our day. It ain't my day. It's our day. Know that. So don't be parading around here and modest and I want it this way and I want it. Mm -mm. Yeah, I want you to have what you want. I do. <laughs> but <laughs> that's what your birthday is for. You ain't got to share that with nobody. <laughs> Shit. You crazy. It ain't your day. Mm -mm. I, believe in I believe in giving women what they want as long as it makes sense. See, that's my problem. Shit got to make sense to me. If it don't make sense, it don't make sense. And I'm a thinker for real. I'm a real think tank for real. So. Won't see me jumping over the broom. If I do, I'll trip. <laughs> you never know. My next podcast, I might be like, guess what, y'all? Dun, 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 dun. Who knows? I never said never. We ain't getting no younger. We might as well do it. Shout out to my man, um, Brian. I saw him last night at uh, Zari. Zara? Zari? Whatever club that is in Atlanta. Uh, from Jagged Edge. Uh, saw him last night. He was all iced up. I don't wear, my, I don't wear all my jewelry, man. I don't wear all my jewelry. I ain't got no jewelry. I ain't got no jury. Uh, okay. Oh, jeez. Now I got to talk about this. It happened. I got to talk. Okay. I remember uh, years and years and years ago, I did this girl named Jamie. Uh, went to Oxford. 
high school in northern Michigan. Uh, that's the school she graduated from. And uh, fast forward, that's the school that recently uh, was was the victim of a very tragic incident. Uh, young youngster, uh, I believe was 15 years old, went there and murdered three or four people, injured a bunch of people. Um, apparently, he used his father's gun that his father just bought uh, a couple of days prior. Now, apparently, the boy was tweeting uh, things like, uh, I am now I become deaf. See you tomorrow, Oxford. Like, and he was writing notes and his, and his teacher saw him write notes with pictures of guns and different, different, different weirdo things to the point where uh, the teacher, you know, told the principal, principal made the parents come in and Oh, and by the way, the, the, the teacher told his parents about, you know, what she's seen in his phone or whatever he's, you know, doing that pointed to violence. And she texted her son back like, like, LOL, I'm not mad at you. Uh, you just got to know how not to get caught. Great job, ho ass parents. Now people are dead because you did not be proactive in managing your child at 15 and what they was up to. Little kids that will not have the chance, any chance, because you don't know how to be a parent. Now, guess what? The parents was on the run because they getting charged with involuntary manslaughter for not managing a murderous kid. They was on the run. Apparently they found him and hiding out in some warehouse somewhere. Now let's see how this all play out. Let's see how this all play out. I think they, I think I seen a video of the little boy was working somewhere and slipped and fell and hit his head. And so they, his hit the defense attorney is gonna, Oh, he hit his head when he was, you know, a couple years ago, he ain't been the same since. Watch, watch, watch. I want to know why the parents was on the run. You ain't do nothing wrong. Why was you on the run? Cause they know they fucked up. We got to be accountable for our kids. We can't keep letting social media raise our kids. We can't keep letting these celebrities and athletes and uh, influencers raise our children. Y'all got to be more proactive in your children's life if you can. If you can't, then you cannot. But if you can, be check their phone. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I remember when I was a kid, I got mad at my mom, right? I forget what for, but I was mad with my room. She's going to yell at me. You know how when you get in your room away from your pain, you get tough as hell. When I wish oh, she come here right now. Then she came in there. <laughs> then she came in there. And I'm like, get out of my room. Mom, dang, get out of my room. You know what she said to me? She said, little boy, you ain't got no room. All these rooms mine. I pay for them all. <laughs> Broke my heart. 
Boy, who we used to be, me and my sister used to get a whooping. My mother used to tell me, take my clothes off your black body. <laughs> she said, my, they wasn't even my clothes when I was getting a whooping. God, dog. Oh, my God. Abuse, abuse, abuse. I mean, can you imagine the mental abuse? Take my, you, you ain't got no room. Take my clothes off your black body. And they wonder why black parents stop beating your kids. Check this out. Whether you like it or not, it's abuse. Do you listen? I didn't know this when, when I was when I was younger, having my kids. I used to be hard on them just like that. You know why? Because that's what my aunts, uncles, grandparents and my parents did. You know why they did it? Because their parents did it. If you look, if you got kids, look at the way you raise your kids. Just stand back and be objective and look how you raise your, your children. I guarantee most of the way you raise your kids is based on how you were raised by your parents. There's going to be some things you don't do that your parents did or vice versa. But a large part of the, your, idea, your, your ideology of how you raise your children is based off how you were raised. I thought... Most of it, most of us in the black community think that you're supposed to beat your kids. You're supposed to. They out of line, Walmart, Target, you get it right where you out of line. You acting up in, in aisle 13, you, you get 13. Bop, 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 bop. <laughs> it's not funny. Aisle 13, 13 smacks. That's not. <laughs> well, if he was in aisle one. Get one, you get one jaw jack. That's not funny, but it's funny. But no, stop beating your kid. Black folks, let me tell y'all something. Whether you don't gotta agree with me, it's abuse. It took me a long time, my whole life, to come to that conclusion. And it's not like I was thinking about it my whole life. I, I wasn't until I had start having conversations. With people that other people that was abused. I didn't even know it was abuse. I was just, that's what happens. You get out of line, you get your ass whooped. That's it. It's simple. Let me tell y'all something. Hurt people hurt people. I know it's not popular thing to say in the black community. And y'all probably still going to beat y'all kids. Y'all abusing them. The abused become abusers. Whether you want to listen or not, don't matter. So don't be mad when your son get up, uh, grow up and smack his wife. Because she made him upset. Don't get mad if your daughter want to abuse her boyfriend. Don't get mad. She's trying to kick him in the nuts and throw liquor bottles at him and, and all, act all irate and don't know how to control herself. Blame yourself. Yeah, they're responsible for their own actions, of course. But we do what we're taught, either directly or indirectly. And y'all ain't got to listen to me. It don't matter. It's true. Trust me. Trust me. My my mother's side of the family, boy, we have we have a thing in us. We got a thing in us. We have a thing in us that where if you tip us, 
little disclosure here. My father, rest in peace, he was my best friend before he passed. He was in prison for a long time for murder. One of my uncles is still there for murder. These are the, these are the gentlemen that raised me. And I had a mom that used to beat my ass. <laughs> well, none but the grace of God, I'm not in jail today. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And I had, it took me, I had to recognize what was happening. See, they, they, didn't, they didn't have that breakthrough. My uncle, my father, they had that breakthrough. What I, when I saw I was very close to my uncle, what I guaranteed was I wasn't going to let somebody get me that angry where I got to shoot him in the head multiple times or put my hands on him at all. That's what I vowed. But we got it in us. But it is about management. But you can't manage something you don't recognize. So maybe that's what this whole episode for this podcast was really about. Maybe it was to deliver a message. Because I know a lot of us is on the edge. And we don't know how to control ourselves. And it's real easy to allow someone to get you there. But my last word is this. Tell yourself over and over, nobody is good enough to get you off your square. Because they'll try on purpose for multiple reasons. Just remind yourself they're not good enough. You got to be really, 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 really good to get you off your square and to get you upset and angry. And no one is good enough. Keep telling yourself you're always bigger than that. Assume every time somebody try, pisses you off, they're trying on purpose. Don't let them succeed. It's never worth it. Stop beating your kids, black people. You have just witnessed Ceylon's Legendary Podcast, episode 18. I hope everyone had a beautiful Thanksgiving. And I hope you look forward to a wonderful, wonderful Christmas holiday. As always, peace, young world. Ready for safe ready. You ain't ready. Ready for safe ready.